0: I'm a covenant man, man. living in the riches of my Lord and King. I'm a covenant man, man. committed to him in everything. I do believe he'll come again, and I know one thing I'm going to do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Covenant Living broadcast. I'm David Weeder, and today we have something exceedingly special for you. Today, well, it was with permission, but I kind of hijacked Dean Sykes' program. We did a program together that's just, you know, it gives a lot of background. I don't talk about myself very much, and he kind of whittled it out of me, you know. And so it gives a little bit of background of this ministry and my background and where I'm coming from. And I just thought I'd bl- it would bless you to, to hear a little bit more about it, some more details. And so uh, join us today and we're going to have a good time and you're going to learn a little bit about spiritual fatherhood and how to get connected to a ministry so that, you know, you may be called to be a car salesman or in real estate, but you're still called and, uh, and have the ability to be on the front lines in ministry. And you do that through partnership with a frontline ministry. So you hear a little bit more about that and it's going to bless you and we had a great time and you will too. So come on in, sit down, grab you a cup of coffee or something and let's get into the Word.
1: I'm going to introduce you to a dear, dear friend of mine who I would imagine a lot of you will recognize his face. You may not know his name or his ministry yet completely, but you're getting ready to because this gentleman has been chosen by God to do something that... Well, no one else is getting to do this. And he was chosen, I believe, first and foremost, for his heart. I, I, this this gentleman's heart is just so tender before the Lord. And so today it is my my pleasure to introduce to you a dear friend of mine, Dr. David Weeder.
0: Dean, thank you so much. I I'm appreciate so it. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. But this is going to be an awesome program.
1: It is. When the, when the Lord, you and I were at Southwest Believers Convention. Yeah. And uh, you were helping me out on something. And the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, I want him on your broadcast.
0: Praise God.
1: And I, I invited you and you were able to work it out with, with the schedule that you keep. And let's just maybe just because of time, I want to just jump right in. Okay. You certainly, you've, you've had your own practice. You, you've done that. But for a long time now, you have been the armor bearer mm-hmm. for what we know to be the general of faith. The top level general, <laughs> Brother Kenneth Copeland.
0: Well, yeah, this is the 21st year. Wow. I started traveling full time with him uh, in 1998. My goodness. And uh, but it goes back a little further than that. Take even. us there. Well, uh, my mom and dad moved here from Pennsylvania when I was about five years old. Okay. And um, they were introduced to the ministry actually through Brother Jerry Savelle's ministry. Okay. They went. To the one of our neighbors told. My mom and dad about Brother Jerry's church we had just just opened up, so we went there and it wasn't too long before they had a meeting and introduced to Brother Copeland's meeting. Right. Well, my mom started working there, and this was way back at that Lake Arlington property, God, and there right. were very few by. very <laughs> few people on staff. Right. Well, about that time is when pastors George and Terry Pearson's right. met and were dating, and they ended up babysitting me. <laughs> And so you can't make this stuff. No, I I mean, you know, you were talking about, uh, you know, God picked me and put me in position. And trust me, there is no one on the planet any more surprised than me. (laughs) (laughs) But he did. But he did. Yeah, he did. And uh, so I grew up. Obviously, I was five. I turned six while she was working there. And and uh, they were babysitting me. And I would, uh, you know, Pastor George was the head of the art department. Right. At the time. And so he would bring me in, and and he'd be sitting. This was before computers. Yeah. (laughs) Where art (laughs) departments are concerned, yes. So there was this big easel of paper, and he would sit there and and work on his designs. Well, he'd sit me on his knee Mm. and put a little piece of paper down there, and I'd try my best to copy what he was doing. And he sent me a picture not too long ago that he found where he and Brother Copeland were proofing a a text that he had done, and in the background on his office wall was one of the Bull pictures that oh, wow. drums so that's that so that was pretty neat, so I grew up uh obviously uh in and around the word of faith, mm-hmm. um Brother Copeland, and going to the meetings and and everything and then uh fast forward to after my wife Lynn and I got married and we moved down here, actually went to chiropractic college mm-hmm. in dallas and and immediately went back to the church to see George the great artist right and uh started serving there. Uh, graduated from chiropractic college, and um, it wasn't too long after that. And uh, uh, Brother Copeland was up to the church doing a meeting, and uh, Pastor George, you know, re, re reunited us. Right. Uh, Brother Copeland knew me when we were at Lake Arlington because I used to ride my big wheel around the parking lot down there. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I'd be in the office, he'd walk through and tussle my hair and call me tiger and ask me how i was doing and all that well pastor george reintroduced us and pretty much immediately i started traveling Mm uh with brother copeland full time as personal assistant and nowadays he just he just shortcuts the titles and everything whenever he introduces me
1: when he does introduce what does he say yeah
0: he says he'll he'll we'll go somewhere and and he'll say now this talking about me he'll point to me and say this is we he said when I say we are gonna do this and we're gonna do that, he said this, is we. this so, is we so that's my that's my official title. We is we, yeah. It works really well. It it, it fits. Yeah. And, and it's, <laughs> Twenty something plus years into the journey, it's still it's still we,
1: huh? Still we, yeah. Well, you know, when you when you think about all of the opportunities that God gives you to to see the ministry that that the Copelands have, but you
0: also get the honor I think of seeing the others the behind the scenes. I do and and it's really again nobody's more surprised about this than right. than i am as a little boy from nowhere you know yep. but it was just several years ago oh probably 10 years ago or so now that uh, it was decided that i would, I would i'm going to go everywhere mm. that he goes you know and and so i get to see how he handles various situations both both when uh serious situations arise in their family life or their personal life mm-hmm. i get to see how he deals with that you know it's it's one thing to say you're going to deal with something from the platform right but it's another thing to actually do it yeah. yeah when a life and death situation comes up in your face Yep, and he does and i've watched that year in year yep. out you know he's the same yep. consistently constant that's good you know <laughs> and also just various ministry situations you mm-hmm. know where where he's uh had to minister to other ministers or to situations right. in ministry and make course corrections mm-hmm. and things like that. And I've gotten to be the, the, the person in the corner watching yep. and observing yep. and listening yep. and, and um, been so blessed where Amen. he'll pull me aside and say, Now, this is, this is why I did that, mm-hmm. you know, and show me the, yep. the principle yep. behind the it. And so, Pe-
1: people ask me a lot. They go, you know, you have this relationship. What's he really like? And I can say that, you know, from, and I'm not with him nearly like you are. You're with him every day. But from what I have seen up close and personal is he's like Jesus. He's the same yesterday, mm-hmm. today, and forever. He, I, I see constancy. And, yep. So God chose you to do that. He He's allowed you to travel the world. And not just as I, I watch you. It's not that you're. Just traveling with him, you're ministering. I mean, when he's at working those altar calls, you're right there with him, adding your faith. And to the person maybe yes. watching the day, that's maybe not—they're not out on the front right now. Maybe they are the person behind the scenes, and they're wondering, "Does my does my contribution count?" What would you look into that camera view? What would you say to
0: that person? Well, for one thing, the principle does count, and it was established by God during King David's hmm. reign. Even if you can't be on the front line, you can be on the front line.
1: Yep, absolutely. Through
0: partnership. Partnership. You've got to be a partner yep. with somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you've got to pray and find out who God would have you be partners with. But I guarantee you there is somebody, some minister, some frontline minister that you are supposed to be partners with because that's the way God designed it. That's right. And you can be, you may be assigned by God. To deal in real estate, mm-hmm. but you can still be on the front line, fivefold ministry yes. through partnership. Through partnership, there's nothing like it. There's, I mean, it's yep. a God principle, and yep. it'll stand the test of Ever. time forever. It will. And um, one other thing, uh, you know, just because I've been in this place that God has, has has put me, people think, "Oh, sure, yeah, he gets. You know, he's he's there day in, day out. I mean, you know, he's got an advantage." But, you know, the same advantage Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, hmm. he was writing a letter right. to somebody, yep. to a whole church, yep, and said, you have not many fathers That's right. in the faith. Let's look at that.
1: Yeah, I, I have it right here. <clears throat> For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many
0: fathers. Many fathers. Now... What I want to point out is even though you're not there day in, day out, check out what he says. He says, though you not have many uh, thousand instructors in Christ, yet have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Now he's writing a letter to a church. They're yep. not there with him right. day in and day out, right. but he has begotten them yep. through the teaching of the word. But yep. look at this. Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers mm-hmm. of me. Yep. Now, I've heard a lot of people bless their, Brother Hagin used to say, bless their darling <laughs> hearts and stupid heads. <laughs> <laughs> he could heard, get away with that. <laughs> you could get away with that. <laughs> I've heard them say, well, I don't follow anybody but Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's not scriptural. No. You have spiritual fathers that's for right. a reason. Sure. right. And Paul said, be you followers of me. Yep, That's a good example. That's the first thing I wanted to bring out there. But look, for this cause, now this is how if you consider Brother Copeland, your spiritual father, Mm -hmm. or Brother Creflo, Mm -hmm. or anybody that you consider your spiritual father, this is how you honor them. For this cause have I sent unto you Timothy, who is my beloved son, Yes. And faithful in the Lord. Well, how is he faithful in the Lord? Who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways which be in Christ as I teach mm-hmm. everywhere in every church. Yep. That's how you honor your spiritual father. That's a good word. You don't, you don't go off trying to find a different way or a different no. thing. Brother Keith Moore blessed me so thoroughly uh, a couple years ago, he was uh, addressing a group and there were ministers in there. And he said, you know, we've got so many uh, up and coming ministers and, and, and people in general who are like, I'm looking for the next revelation. I'm looking for the. He said this. He said, wherever God has placed you. Yeah. Get that, that revelation. Get that and that's what we see Paul t- in, uh, saying here. Yep. Timothy was counted a faithful son because mm-hmm. he, re- he he brought him in remembrance of that's what it. he what Paul taught. You know, y- years ago,
1: uh, this has probably been I don't know, fourteen years ago, maybe, maybe twelve. I was um, I went away to a little lake house just to spend the night, and I, need, I needed to hear from God. Mm-hmm. And we were going through some stuff, and everything I was trying wasn't working. And I, I was I was on this quest. I, I knew God wanted to talk to me, and I was in a hurry to get up to this little lake house and I grabbed a computer, my briefcase, and I just drove up the interstate about an hour, hour and a half, and walked in by myself and was just grabbed some my computer out, and I realized that I had left paper. I was I like to write. I left mm. all my paper, and the Lord said, "If you go down the hallway to the first bedroom, go in. There's a piece of furniture. Go three three doors down. There's paper." I just did it. Turned sure out there was papers. In my briefcase, I had left every pen I had at home except one. I had a red pen. He said, use the red pen. It's the only one you've got. And I said, David, I began to just worship God. I began to pray in tongues. and I began to just, just trust God. I knew He wanted to talk. And I began to write. And about four hours later, I stopped writing. Woke up the next morning, wrote for about three or four more hours. And I would pray in tongues. I would worship God. And I would write. When I was three, he went I went back over. and He said, as I was writing, he said, the reason I instructed you to use the red pen... Words in red in my book are from me. This is not you talking. This is me. And he talked directly to me about my spiritual father and word of faith. You know, that's what we are. we, we, We are word of faith people. We just take our faith and put it on the word. And so in that, I say all that to say that that was a turning point for our ministry because I had to make a decision. This is it that I'm not moved by anything. Mm. This, this one thing that we're talking about today, you know, this is where we are. This is who our spiritual family is. This is what we believe. When, when you're not traveling with brother Copeland because of what we're talking about here, God's opening up doors for you and David Weeder ministries to go travel and minister yourself. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit.
0: Well, <laughs> I had, uh you know, I was real comfortable behind the scenes Yeah. and, uh, uh, Several years ago, we were at a meeting, and I was, I was uh, in my prayer time in the morning. I was just praying in tongues. I, be, I believe, perhaps, it was Normal Hayes used to say, you know, I was just praying in tongues, minding my own business, you yeah, know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord said, "To whom much is given, much is required." Mm. And I was a little slow to catch on. I was like, "Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Amen." <laughs> <laughs> and then He said, um, "I've placed you in a position of almost total immersion." Mm. In my word of faith, you know, traveling with Brother Copeland, mm, sure. you know, everywhere he goes. He said, if you don't begin to give out, then what's in you will begin to stagnate and become unfruitful in your own life. And, you know, really, you know, scripturally speaking, that adds up to the, the talents. Sure, it does. Talk you about know, that. the parable of the talents. You know, the the um, the the master went away on a long journey. He gave one five, he gave one mm-hmm. uh, two, and he gave one one. Well, if you look it's in, that, in that scripture in, in Matthew 25, it says that the, the, the servant with the five went and traded mm-hmm. and gave, gained five more. Right. Well, if you look up that word traded in the Greek, it has work and it has, you know, things like that. But it also has minister. Wow. And I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. You know, he worked it and he ministered it and he yep. gained and produced more. Yep. More was given to yep. him when he went out. Praise God. But the one that was afraid, hmm. he told his master, I was afraid. Right. He went and hid it. Yep. He didn't do anything with it. He kept it all. Well, you're talking you know, to he somebody. He kept it all hid up.
1: This is a word.
0: And the, the word calls him a wicked, slothful servant. And that I don't was ever taken want to be away. That what that which he had, the one that mm-hmm. he had, was taken away from him.
1: Yeah,
0: it began to stagnate, became unfruitful. So you hear that, and what do you do? About so, uh, so, <laughs> so. Well, I argued. <clears throat> <is throat> well, what, <throat> what I did. <laughs> Let me <laughs> ask you this, doctor: How did that work out? <laughs> Not, not so well, but I tried. I tried. I said, Lord, I, you know, and and uh, you know, you've been around the ministry, so yeah. you know how, you know, people talk and yep. things like that. And so I was always cautious about that. But finally, I mean, he just wouldn't leave me alone. He's bringing it up to me 60, 70 times a day, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, my thoughts. And So I finally I went to Brother Copeland and I said, well, well let me back up just a little bit. I said, hey, you know, he told me about giving out. And I said, well, sir, I said, you've, you've you assigned me here and you haven't assigned me to, you know, go out full time preaching. I said, what do you want me to do about it? And so he talked to me about, you know, carrying a video camera around in my pocket, you know, mm. with the phone. Yep. He said, you know, get you a tripod and a microphone. He said, you can record messages in any hotel room in the world. Okay, hadn't thought about that, you know. But anyway, I was still resistant. And so finally I went to Brother Copeland about it and I told him what I f- felt the Lord had said. And he just kind of looked at me. You know how he does. He yep. you know, looked at me. And finally he said, well, I don't know what you're talking to me about it. You need to get your job done, <laughs> you know. And then it wasn't too long after that where we I was driving him home from a meeting and we're just driving along, you know, and he's sitting over there. And all of a sudden he looks over me and he says, David, you're going to start ing- getting invitations to speak and you need to go do it. Amen. And I was like, OK, that's yes, sir. plain enough. <laughs> well, that's a spiritual father talking to
1: you. That's absolutely, right. That's and, absolutely and when, right. And when he speaks, those times that he calls or says something, I mean, I, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. If I, if I get a phone call and he says something to me about it, whatever it is. It's, I take it to the Lord, but it's it's it has never not been God. One hundred percent, absolutely. Time.
0: And then as things progressed, I mean, you know, um, He ordained me.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, last year, and that was a magnificent. What an honor. Yes. You know, uh, to me. Like I said, it's just one of those things. I just keep going back to it. I'm more. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm more amazed about it than anybody. I'll, you, I'll guarantee it. <laughs> but as you as you, when you're not traveling
1: with with Brother Copeland and, and KCM, and you're out on your, your churches. Conferences.
0: I mean, all of the above.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, I'll go anywhere the Lord tells me to do. And I'll Amen. preach at the drop of the hat. And like yeah. Brother Copeland says, sometimes I'll throw the hat down to get to preach. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> it's in you. It's in me. It's, it's in, in me. And, you know, Brother Copeland told me years and years ago before I knew any of this, you know, he, we, were, we were going somewhere and we were on the plane. And just he was walking past me and he turned around and he got his finger out and he pointed to me. He said, you are going to have to learn how to fly to accomplish everything that the Lord's calling you to do. And so, you know, over the last several years I've done that. Well, now I know why, because even, yeah. even though I'm flying, you know, small planes and things like that, it's still a lot faster it's A lot faster than trying to drive it. And now I'm, you know, I'm fitting it in between,
1: yep. Yep. you
0: know, other trips. Yep. And, and so, man, fun. I got to, I got to land and get and go and come back and <laughs> go again.
1: <laughs> you know, the Lord told me a long time ago, aviation in ministry does three things. It allows us to go further. Mm-hmm. Reach more people mm-hmm. and get home faster to our families. That's right. And it's a tool. It's it's a time machine. In reality, I mean, Absolutely. just just today alone, I left Chattanooga at seven o'clock. Been in a couple of cities here in Texas. Got to be with you, and I'll be home for a late dinner this evening. That's right. And only only, only God could provide that kind of transportation. Yeah, that's so right. We've got about two minutes before. I knew this program would come and go way too fast. <laughs> I, I would really appreciate it for the for for the young person out there today who really wants to do something in ministry, who feels like they just know they're called, but they're not really sure what to do. What do you say to that young person? As you know, that's who we minister to the most of, who just would love to be sitting where you're sitting or traveling with a brother Copeland or having their own ministry. Take a minute, minute and a half, and just whatever's in your heart.
0: Well, you got to get plugged in. Hmm? Um, There'll be some ministry that you are drawn to. Yes. You know, a, a ministry that you just... You get excited every time you think about that ministry mm-hmm. or, or, or there's, you're, just, you're just intrigued about it or something. Follow that leading. Yeah. You know, there's a reason for that. Follow that leading and get plugged into that ministry and serve. Yep. You have to sow in order to reap the harvest. Amen. Of, of ministry. Yeah. You know, and you get plugged in and you listen mm-hmm. and you listen. And you listen, faith cometh by hearing yeah. and hearing by the word of God. Yes, sir. And you just totally immerse yourself in that ministry and in that word and submit yourself as a spiritual father.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, and and like we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 4.
1: Right.
0: You know, learn, get that. Yeah. <laughs> wherever the Lord is planning you and wherever yeah. you are drawn to and called to, get that. Amen. Don't just be a casual you know, one Sunday a month, you know, because right. it, it makes me feel better. Yep. You know, get that. Get plugged in. And then as, as Paul told Timothy in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, teach it. Yeah. Right, come up to the point where you you don't have to be milk all the time. Right. Come that up means. to the point of meat and mature so that you can teach it to other faithful men. Amen. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, and you can also listen to our broadcasts on iTunes. Contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380 to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner.